Jason Garrett is out as offensive coordinator. What does it mean? How did it come about? Who should call plays? And more importantly, what's the effect going to be on quarterback Daniel Jones? We'll talk about all this coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast coming up next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena, and thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day, or if you're watching us on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And on today's show, going to have to kind of change things up a little bit. Originally, I was going to do a Twitter mailbag on today's show, but because we had some breaking news late yesterday after we recorded the Tuesday show, I've got to devote today's show to that news. And that, of course, is Offensive coordinator Jason Garrett was relieved of his duties by head coach Joe Judge after the uh, Giants absolutely wet the bed against Tampa Bay. Just so many things wrong with that game plan that that I could sit here and I could probably devote a whole show to that. Matter of fact, I think we did kind of devote a whole show to that. If you did, if you missed the show, David Turner was with me yesterday and we talked about that. Anyway, on today's show. We're going to talk a little bit about the fallout from Jason Garrett, what head coach Joe had, what head coach Joe Judge had to say about that. We're going to talk a little bit about who's going to call the plays or who should call the plays. And most importantly, we're going to talk about something that I don't think a lot of people have yet caught up to or have thought about in this whole story. And that is the impact of the play call switcher. And then we're going to finish out by talking about a story that I don't think a lot of people just yet have kind of talked about in relationship to this whole big thing with Jason Garrett, but which is important. And that is the fallout for quarterback Daniel Jones and his future with the team. So all that coming up on today's Locked on Giants podcast. And before we jump into it, just real quick, we will have the crossover show on Thursday, Friday. I am off for the Thanksgiving holiday. So we're going to move the mailbag to next week. I apologize for that, folks. Just the way the schedule kind of fell fell together. And, um, you know, it's an opportunity for you if you haven't submitted your questions and you still have plenty of time. And uh, I'll be happy to answer those questions um, on the show next week on Tuesday, our usual Twitter Tuesday. And if you want them answered quicker, you could always send them to me for the Giants Country Mailbag. All that information is in the show notes below. So please check that out. All right. Let's talk about uh, Jason Garrett. All right. So Joe Judge in a conference call with the media spoke about the decision to uh, part with Jason Garrett. He said it was not a snap decision. It was not related to what happened Um on Monday night against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Giants losing 30 to 10 and the offensive game plan, just, just way out there. I mean, I don't know what Jason was thinking, but anyway, 
Um, a couple things kind of jumped out at me with uh, with what Joe Judge had to say in explaining and talking about the decision to move on from Jason Garrett. Number one, he said that it wasn't tied in to what happened Monday night. And to an extent, I believe him because the offense just hasn't been very good since Jason Garrett took over. Um, 26 games in, and I believe Daniel Jones has thrown, I want to say 20 touchdown passes in 26 games under Garrett's uh, direction. Whereas with Pat Shermer, who was the, um, who was Daniel Jones's offensive coordinator for his rookie season, Jones threw 24 touchdowns in 12 games. So obviously something significant changed there when Garrett came in. And initially, you know, I thought Garrett was going to be a good addition to this staff. I really did. I figured, you know, former NFL quarterback, knew something about quarterback play, could help Daniel Jones. I was wrong. Okay. So for those of you who are digging up old stories that I wrote or podcasts that I had in which I praised the hiring of Garrett, well, you know what? Hey, 10 years ago, the Giants were a Super Bowl team. They're not anymore. So things change. But anyway, let's get back to, um, you know, Joe Judge here and what he had to say. So he said that it was not a direct response to the poor play of the offense on Monday night. He was also asked, why didn't you make the change sooner, as in before the bye week? And Judge's explanation was that, you know, the Giants had won two of their last three games, albeit, you know, in retrospect, you can argue against teams that maybe aren't quite on the same level as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And um, in those two or three, two wins that they had, they started to show some progress. But here's the problem. Garrett didn't have, in those two, two games that they won, he didn't have a full offensive slate of playmakers. He came close against the Bucs, all right? So he the only guy he was missing, really, was receiver Sterling Shepard. He had, you know, Andrew Thomas back. Saquon Barkley was back. Kadarius Toney was back. Um, Kenny Galladay was back and healthy. Uh, the tight ends, you know, they were missing Caden Smith, but, you know, not, a, not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. And the offense just couldn't get it going. I mean, the play calling, the philosophies. I mean, if you look at what the Giants did on Monday night, they didn't take very many deep shots down the field. And it's part of that is because of the offensive line. Let's make that clear. The offensive line has been a problem for the last four years, which is why I, I am would be shocked if Dave Gettleman is back after this season. That said, you can sit there and say, okay, why didn't Jason Garrett slide some protection over? You know, Vita Vea was out. Right. He's one of the Bucks' best defensive linemen. So you mean to tell me that they couldn't double up Nadam against Sue rather than have Will Hernandez go one on one when it was clear he was struggling? So just little things like that left you scratching your head about what Jason Garrett was thinking when putting together game plans. But again, to be clear, it's not just, you know, and this is Judge's words, not just um the the Monday night game against the Bucks. It was it was kind of the fact that remains that the Giants have been last in the NFL on uh, red zone production. They have been near the bottom on third down, 
And they have also been near the bottom on scoring. And look, if this team is ever going to take a step forward, they have to correct that. And, you know, I kind of figured um, way back, even earlier in the season, that Garrett wasn't going to be back next year, regardless. I think his contract was coming up. But, you know, Judge decided to make the move and he is out. Garrett is out. Um, He left fans with a very classy message, which if you want to see what he had to say, you can check that out on Giants Country. I have the statement posted there. It's also on my Twitter account. Um, So the next question, obviously, is where do the Giants go from here, especially considering that, you know, the personnel isn't going to change. The scheme at this point isn't going to change. Um, the players, you know, as I said, the, the same quarterback, same receivers, same offensive line. So how much of a change can be expected now that Garrett is out? Judge, in response to that question, is basically he expects to see an increased level of production. and. Over the next, um, at least I hope over the next couple of days to look at that further, because Freddie Kitchens, um, unfortunately, we don't have the all 22 film to go back to reference, but we can go back and look at some of the stats and some of what they did based on the trends. And Freddie Kitchens, you look at what he did in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, kind of got him on the right direction. And the Giants are just, I think, hoping that that's going to happen. And by the way, Freddie Kitchens, um, I'm kind of jumping into the next segment here, but Freddie Kitchens was reported to be the replacement for Jason Garrett. But we'll talk about that coming up in just a bit. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's show. But first, Bet Online is back better and bigger than ever before, offering a new web interface featuring more props odds, and lines. Head to their updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On. No matter what sport you're into, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers BetOnline has to offer. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Giant fans, you are on a Locked On Giants podcast with Patricia Trena. And this is a uh, unplanned topic. You know, Jason Garrett, relieved of his duties. We were originally going to do a mailbag today, but we're talking Jason Garrett. We're talking the future here or the short-term future of the New York Giants offense. And let's talk now about who should call the plays. Now, it was reported, I think, by ESPN and, and the NFL Network that Freddie Kitchens, who is a senior offensive assistant on Joe Judge's staff, is going to be the one who calls the plays. Judge did not confirm that. He said that for the time being, it's putting together the offensive game plan is going to be a collaborative effort. You know, Judge will be involved in that as well. Heck, Judge even said that he hasn't ruled out him calling the plays, meaning Judge hasn't ruled out calling the plays himself, which, by the way, I think is just a bluff. I don't see that happening. So, um, Judge was asked for clarification as to who is going to actually be there on Sunday with the headset on communicating with the quarterback. And he said that, you know, he didn't give an answer. Now, whether it's because he's trying to be, 
you know, keep that under wraps for competitive purposes or whatnot. I don't know what the reason is, but there are two guys on the staff who have play calling experience at some level, either the college level or the NFL level kitchens and Derek Dooley, who is the tight ends coach. Now, last year when Jason Garrett was stricken with COVID and had to miss a game, Kitchens got the call. There is no reason to think that Kitchens won't get it again. But here's here's a little caveat that I want to talk about. One of the things that I liked when they hired Jason Garrett, as I mentioned before, is the fact that he was a former quarterback. So he kind of could see things through the eyes of Daniel Jones as they were putting together game plans. So. I wonder if perhaps in this collaborative effort that Joe Judge is setting up amongst his coaching staffs, might Jerry Shuplinski, who is the quarterback's coach, who I don't think has ever called plays at the college level or the pro level, but might he get involved with, you know, the design and and maybe some of the decisions that are made on game day. So the way it works, as I understand it, is obviously the offensive coordinator has the headset. The head coach can listen in. Um, He can, if he wants to, make suggestions. He can veto plays and so on and so forth. I wonder if perhaps Jerry Shuplinski is going to get a similar type of headset with regards to the offense because Shuplinski works with the quarterbacks, works very closely with Daniel Jones, whereas Freddie Kitchens um, this year in his new role was kind of like a overseer of all the aspects of the offense, not saying that he can't get with Daniel Jones and put something together. But I would say at this point in the season, it probably makes sense to get Shaplinski a little bit more involved in the whole process. Not that he wasn't involved before, but I'm talking about moving forward. So that's something that I would be curious to see. And again, judge didn't want to say who, what, where, when, why, maybe because you know, he hasn't decided maybe because he doesn't want the Eagles to get a jump start on digging up film on uh, Freddie Kitchens. Could be any number of reasons. Maybe he legitimately doesn't know. But here's the thing you know, Judge has always created a collaborative approach amongst his coaches when it comes to personnel decisions, when it comes to game planning, you name it, he's created that collaborative approach. I have no reason to think that that will change. That's how it was with Garrett, by the way, you know, where Garrett took all kinds of ideas from the assistants and then put them all together and kind of came up with the final plan, the, the script, um, all that good stuff. So I just wonder if Shuplinski is going to have a bigger role in the, in this process moving forward. It would not surprise me and it would make a lot of sense if, if that's what the giants did. All right, coming up, folks, we are going to talk about the fallout for Daniel Jones and what this means. So stick around. Hey, Giant fans, before we continue on with today's Locked on Giants episode, have you checked out BillBar.com? Available in nine amazing flavors, plus a rotating selection of limited time offerings in nut and nut-free variety. There's sure to be a flavor that you will find to your taste. And Bilt Bar is the perfect snack for the sweetest of sweet tooths, covered in real milk chocolate and available in nut and nut-free varieties. Plus, they have a rotation of different limited time offerings, so you're sure to find something you're going to like. 
For a limited time only, you can get 15% off your first order when you use our special promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at BuiltBar.com. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. Patricia Trainer here with you, and we're talking about Jason Garrett and the fallout of the Giants' decision to move on from the uh, from the offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, leaving the Giants fans with a very classy message of appreciation, um, a little bit of regret for not having you know fulfilled what was expected of him. Um, you can check that message out if you want on Giants Country. The link is in my show notes below if you want to see what he had to say. So we've been talking about how the decision came about. We've been talking about what's next for the Giants as, as far as play caller goes. Let's talk now about Daniel Jones and the fallout for him. Now, I don't know if Daniel Jones is the, is the future quarterback of this franchise. I have no idea um, we haven't been able to really determine that because of different circumstances, the offensive scheme, the offensive line, the injuries, you name it, everything that it can happen and has gone wrong with this kid has. All right. So here's the question now. Jones has been working the last year and a half with Garrett. That, that relationship obviously is gone. He does still have Shaplinsky, as I mentioned before. He has Joe Judge. But the point being is, is how much more can Jones take in terms of having his world shaken up? All right. At some point for a young quarterback, you want to get stability for that young man. You want to put him in an environment where he can succeed, where he doesn't have to worry about, oh, my God, am I going to get killed because my blindside protector is inconsistent or geez, is, is my offensive coordinator going to ask me to, you know, execute a series of plays that I can't do, you know, stuff like that. So I'm kind of curious to see how the giants go about working with Daniel Jones. Now I'm not suggesting they treat him like, you know, a, a child whose parents just split up, not in the least. Daniel's a very resilient young man. He's a very um, strong-minded young man. But when you have instability and you have, you know, when your world's kind of been shaken up a little bit as you know it, sometimes that can kind of knock you off your game. So I would be interested in seeing this week how Jones comes through practice, how he responds on Sunday when the Giants host the Philadelphia Eagles, who, by the way, are red hot these days. And just, you know, start to see if we can get some answers as to once and for all, if Jones is the guy that um, they think he is. And I also think, you know, in, in talking about Jason Garrett and the decision to move on from him, that it was done in part because of Jones. The offense was holding uh not just Jones back, but some of the other players back. And for a team that's going to ultimately need to make a decision on Jones and his option year in his rookie deal, they got to know what they have. And, you know, an offensive game plan that doesn't play to his strengths. Like, for example, I mentioned um, on Giants country that the Giants didn't really try a lot of plays deep down the field. 
partially because of the offensive line not being able to hold up. But again, if you slide some protection there or you max protect, maybe you give him a better chance at doing what he does well. Um, So I'm curious to see how Jones holds up, if he can bounce back from that. I think he can because nothing really seems to bother him. You know, he's, he's got that Eli Manning seal resolve to him. But uh, again, you know, this is a kid who hasn't had stability in his NFL career. He sort of had it a little bit with Garrett, the constant voice in his ear, along with Shuplinski, even though things weren't going according to plan. But, um, you know, now he's going to have Freddie Kitchens in his ear more so than maybe before, as well as maybe some of the other coaches who are going to be part of the collaborative effort. And um, it's up to Jones now to take it and run with it. He's got a healthy group of uh, skill players, you know, other than for Sterling Shepard. And then of course we have to see what happens with Kyle Rudolph, who had an ankle injury in the the Monday night loss game. But, um, but yeah, Daniel Jones, you know, this is an opportunity to just kind of say, okay, look, you don't have Garrett necessarily holding you back. What do you got? And by the way, when I say, you know, Garrett, I'm not looking to put the blame solely on Garrett. You can obviously say the offensive line problem is a big factor. No question. At this point, you can also say that, look, they're not going to change the scheme you know, tear it down and start from scratch. They're not going to change the personnel because, you know, it's so late in the season. Can Daniel Jones bounce back? And I think, ladies and gentlemen, that these next six weeks or however many weeks there are left, I think it's six weeks, um, they're going to tell us a lot about whether or not Jones has the moxie to continue on and lay claim to being this this franchise's quarterback. And if he's not, Well, the Giants are going to have an interesting decision. I do think they will pick up his option year. The decision of which has to be made by next May. Um, Whether or not they roll with Jones in the future, you know, do they go out and make a trade? Do they maybe take a chance on somebody in a draft class that right now there's really no quarterbacks jumping out that, that make you say, wow, that's all to be determined. But these next several weeks, I don't want to hear playoffs. I don't want to mention playoffs. I want to see if Daniel Jones can be the guy that the Giants think he can be. All right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for this edition of the Lockdown Giants podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. We're going to have our crossover show. And then, of course, on Friday, I'm off because I'm not taping on Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. So um, we'll check out the show. And of course, we will be back next week with all new shows, starting with a review of the Giants-Eagle game. We'll do Twitter Tuesday and then just keep rolling right through the week as we get through what's left of the 2021 New York Giants season. So until tomorrow, folks, have a great one.